This is the Harvest Community Church Podcast with Pastor Michael Jones. And now let's join today's message, Already in Progress. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, today's message was recorded in our church parking lot. So the horns you hear will be our amens and affirmations. And now... On to today's message. Well, God bless you. Let the church say amen. If you would, bow with me in a word of prayer, and we'll go ahead and start our message for today. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to preach, and we ask, Lord, that in these next few moments that the Lord Jesus Christ might be lifted up. And uh, as he is lifted up, Father, we pray that we would see him, and in seeing him, we would believe on him, and believing on him, we would be saved. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Won't you say, Amen. You know, uh, one of the great things about moving to Birmingham 35 years ago is to see how family is viewed in the South. Now, back in California, we had family reunions and family was important. But here in Alabama, I've learned that you've taken it to a whole nother level. I remember a number of years ago being intrigued by both Parker High School and also uh, J.O. High School with their annual uh, reunions and I hear people say, well, I'm a part of the Parker family, or I'm a part of the J.O. family, or I'm a part of the Miles family, or the A&M or State family. And so when I got here, family was redefined for me, especially when I was a part of Sardis Baptist Church, because only after a year, two years, I began to say that this is my Sardis family. Well, we're approaching our 25th year here with Harvest Community Church. And I can say with all confidence that seeing you all coming to a parking lot service and a drive-in communion, that now you have, as I have, a Harvest family. Well, if you have your Bibles today, we're going to talk about family. And in Mark chapter 3, verses 31 through 35, I believe that Jesus redefines family for us. And it reads, Then his brothers and his mother came, and standing outside, they sent to him, calling him. And a multitude was sitting around him, and they said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. But he answered them, saying, Who is my mother or my brothers? And he looked around in the circle at those who sat about him and said, Here are my mothers and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister 
and my mother. Well, I only want to talk about three things today. Number one, being a part of the family of God is not by physical descent or by blood relationship alone. You'll notice in verse 31, his brothers and his mothers came to him standing outside and they sent to him calling to him and they were calling him to come outside. Well, if you knew the context of the passage, Jesus' brothers didn't believe in him at that time. As a matter of fact, if you were to look at Mark chapter 3, verse 21, it would say, The multitude came together, but when his own people heard about this, they went out to lay hold of him because they said, He's out of his mind. At this point, with Jesus' preaching, with Jesus declaring that He is the Messiah, with Jesus performing miracles and declaring that He is God's Son, His family actually thought that He was out of His mind. As a matter of fact, in John chapter 7, verse 5, it says, For even His brothers did not believe in Him. And men and women, what Jesus is saying when he does not immediately go out to see about his mother and his brothers is that his spiritual relationship with believers is even more important than his blood relationship with brothers and sisters. See, these were half-brothers of Jesus. These were half-sisters of Jesus. This was his mother who were outside, and the context is that they wanted him to come out because they thought he was out of his mind. And men and women, we need to be aware of that today. That we don't enter into the family of God through a blood relationship. Just because your mama was a Christian doesn't mean that you're a Christian. Just because your daddy was a deacon doesn't mean that you're all right. God has no grandchildren. You've got to come to him on your own. And so Jesus redefines what it means to be a part of the family of God. And it's not by physical descent or a blood relationship. Point number two. Point number two is being a part of the family of God is not as a result of finding Jesus interesting or helpful. It's not a part of just finding Jesus interesting or helpful. The Scripture says that the multitude came around to be with Jesus. The Scripture says that the house was crowded with people. And so Mary and his brothers and sisters stayed outside. Well, it would do us well to know who was in the crowd. As a matter of fact, it says that the twelve disciples were in the crowd, including Judas. Not only were the twelve there, but the scribes and the Pharisees were there. Not only that, but the Herodians were there. Not only that, but people healed of diseases were there. People who were delivered from being demon-possessed were there. And not only that, the curious were there. Those who thought Jesus was special. Those who thought Jesus was interesting. Those who thought Jesus was helpful. 
those who knew that Jesus could perform miracles. And many of them were there because they wanted something else out of Jesus. Well, the scripture tells us that Jesus defines who his mother and his brothers and his sisters are. And it's not the curious. It's not those who think Jesus is helpful. It's not those who think Jesus performs miracles. And it's not those who surround Jesus just because they want something from him. No, the curious are just there to tickle their fancy. Those who have needs are just there to get their needs met. Those who are curious and want to get their needs met fall short in being a part of the family of God. So I want to ask you a question. Why are you in the crowd? Why are you gathered to see Jesus? Why do you come week after week? Is it just because you're curious? Is it just because you think Jesus is helpful? Is it just because you want to get your needs met? Well, Jesus says, if that's the only reason that you come to me, then you are not a part of the family of God. You are not my mothers and my brothers and my sisters. And we need to be careful because everybody wants to get their needs met. But those who do the will of God, those who want the will of God, those who submit to the will of God, Jesus says, are my mothers and my brothers and my sisters. So it's not just being a part of the physical descent or blood relationship. It's not just those who are curious and think that Jesus is helpful. But point number three is that being a part of the family of God is revealed by doing the will of God. Look at verse 35. For whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother. Notice he qualifies it. He is not just saying I'm not going outside to see my mother and my brothers and my sister. He is not just saying that those who are inside are my brothers and sisters, those who are listening to me. No. He says those who do the will of God. Luke chapter 8 verse 21 says those who hear my voice and do what I say are my brothers and my sisters. And so men and women, Jesus qualifies family. He qualifies intimacy with him by doing the will of God. Kent Hughes is correct when he says, Obedience does not originate your relationship with God. Only faith does that. But obedience is a sign of your relationship with God. You come into the family of God by faith. You are saved by your faith. But if you have faith, as the old folks say, you ought to show some signs. And one of the signs, and one of the signs is doing the will of God. Not only that, but he also notes that new family relationship is far superior to just a blood relationship because that godly family relationship is eternal. He also notes that we should not be surprised of the importance that Jesus places 
on doing the will of God. It's not surprised how critically important it is, the whole theme of doing the will of God in the Word of God. Listen to these verses. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may test and that you may discern what the will of God is. Notice in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3, This is the will of God, that your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. Hebrews, I'm sorry, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you and for me. Hebrews 10, 36, For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Not only that, but 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 15, This is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. And lastly, 1 John chapter 2, verse 17, The world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Men and women, the will of God is so important. And the will of God is simply what He wants. The will of God is found in His Word. The will of God, not our will, not somebody else's will, but God's will is of utmost importance. Because as we do God's will, we find ourselves in the family of God. You remember the Old Testament story of King Saul. God told Saul, I want you to go and totally destroy the Amalekites. Saul and the Israeli army, they go, and they go to the Amalekites, and they destroy the Amalekites, but they leave some of the livestock. They leave some of the goods. And all of a sudden, Samuel gets there. And he says to Saul, Why do I hear the sheep bleat? Why are there sheep still around? Why are there goods still around? And then Saul tells him, Well, let me tell you what I was going to do. I was going to go to church and make a sacrifice. I was going to go to church and pay an offering. I was going to go to church and have Holy Communion. I was going to sacrifice... these things left over to God. Well, Samuel tells Saul, he says, Saul, it's better to obey. It's better to obey the will of God than to sacrifice. And then later on, as God rejects Saul, as God says, you can no longer be the king, in Acts chapter 13, verse 22, It says, when he, God, had removed Saul, he raised up David to be their king, whom he testified and said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart who will do all of my will. Men and women, the family resemblance that we have with God is when we do His will. Our family relationship with God is proven 
when we do His will. If you don't know Jesus, His will is to receive Him as your Savior and Lord today. If you do know Jesus, God's will is for you to walk with Him intimately, to have a relationship with Him, to submit to His authority in your life, to be filled with the Spirit, to rejoice in Him, and allow the joy of the Lord to be your strength. If you know Him today, His will is for you to worship Him and to love Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. If you belong to Him today, God's will for you is to be involved in helping to fulfill His great commission. If you love Him today and have a family relationship with Him today, you will do His will. And the glory of that is that Jesus actually says, you are His brother, you are His sister, you are His mother. You have a family relationship with Him that can never, ever end. In Jesus' name, won't the church say, Amen.